0: Um, Dark Phoenix is a movie that no one will care about in... Now. <laughs> <Go ahead.
1: laughs> What's up, Story Geeks? It's Jay Shear. On today's podcast, Scott Nicewander from NerdSync and Captain Midnight joined Daryl Smith and me to rank every X-Men movie. This is episode four in our X-Men series. Check out last week's episode on Days of Future Past. And coming up next week... We're going to dig deeper into Dark Phoenix. Don't miss out on future episodes or any upcoming series. Subscribe for free in your preferred podcast provider. For articles written by Ashley Pauls and Anthony Holder, and to access all of our premium content, including our Aftercasts, visit thestorygeeks.com. On today's Aftercast, you actually get to hear the full two-hour unedited conversation where Scott... Captain Midnight, Daryl, and myself rank every X-Men movie. There's a lot more conversation that happens than you're going to hear on this main show, but for the aftercast, you get to hear the full thing unedited. Thanks for listening in. The Story Geeks podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. Let's rank every single one of the X-Men movies. Welcome to the show, guys. We are going to rank the X-Men films, and we're going to do it a little bit differently than we've done it in the past. We're not going to start with our number 10, or in this case, there's 12 films. We're not going to do it um, in that order. We're going to do it in release order, and we're all going to give the number that we put uh, where that ranks for us based on release order of the films. Before I do that, though, why don't you guys tell people about your channels?
0: I am uh, Captain Midnight and... On my channel, I mostly talk about movies. Uh, mm. I cover some TV as well, uh, but yeah, I just really like dig into a lot of superheroes and kind of like connect their modern films to their origins nice. and you know read into like. where their origins kind of play out even in these, like, really high-tech newer films. Perfect. That sounds amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, uh, on NerdSync. NerdSync is a YouTube channel where I make video essays about uh, where I take comics and superheroes and use them to teach about real-world history, science, philosophy, culture, and art. I'm in the middle of a big event called VidCon right now, and I've had to memorize (laughs) my sales pitch exactly word for word. Uh, So hopefully I nailed that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was perfect. Mm -hmm. We're going to go around the table. Um, Captain Midnight, I will start with you. Then we'll go to Scott. Then we'll go to Daryl every single time around, and I'll do mine last. The first film on here is going to be the first X-Men film, really, of all time, right? This is the first X-Men film ever Mm -hmm. to come out in theaters. Yeah. Feature release. X-Men. So what do you think? Captain Midnight.
0: All right, so I have X Men at number five. Okay, interesting. I think it is a very small scale movie. Mm. I think it is a lot more, uh, in a weird way, like intimate than future movies because they just didn't have the budget to really like go all out with uh, the superhero action that we would get later on. Sure. And that trips up the movie in a few ways. Like, the final fight in uh, the Statue of Liberty just does not age well (laughs) at all. But I do think that allowed them to spend more time letting the characters breathe. Mm. And future movies suffer from not having that. And I think they set up Magneto and Professor X's, like, philosophical difference really well. Even if they don't set up the rest of the team very well. But... All of these movies kind of have that problem, and <laughs> right. at least this does a few things really well. So, yeah. yeah, it's you know, it's middle of the road for me, but it's, it's a solid start, I think.
1: Okay, so Daryl's actually what he's doing is he's tracking all of our uh numbers because we're gonna have a definitive ranking when you compile mm-hmm. all of our choices together, and I think to what the order will be. I
2: think the four of us in this room are the only authorities necessary <laughs> Who else to you rank to
0: <laughs> <laughs> official <laughs> X-Men movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: name yeah. one other person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyone else who's thinking about ranking these movies, don't do it. Yeah, Look, yeah. You can't. We're doing we it for you. Yeah. Just listen to the it. podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: speaking of which, where would you put X-Men?
2: Uh, very similar spot. I actually put it at number four for oh. me, so a little bit higher. Okay. Um, but I the reason it was higher for me is just because i remember this was the first movie that really got me into into superheroes and comics um i saw it with my dad who's a big old nerd um and it was the first movie that it was just him and i because you know you have a big family you all see a movie together sort of thing this was like a very intimate father son like let's go to the movies let's watch this nerdy thing and uh i just i i treasure that so dearly and uh I just I thought it was so interesting and so cool, and this new world of superheroes kind of opened up to me. And I will always rank it. Uh, you know, I always think of it fondly. Let's say, totally. you know, yeah, yeah <laughs>
3: totally for sure. Daryl, what do you think? I'm probably going to anger some people. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to anger people throughout this entire podcast. Okay, <laughs> cool. I won't be the only you one. You and I will be the two people How many things people? can you reach to throw at me? Not that yeah. many. Okay, <laughs> that's good. I've got
2: coffee. That's good, all i got. Yeah. That's, that's
3: damaging. <laughs> <laughs> I have it at number Eight. Okay, number eight of twelve. Not a fan, huh? No, no, no. Not that I'm not a fan. Okay, there is exactly one movie on this list that I'm not a fan of. Oh, we'll get to that. There is a lot more movies than one.
2: Yeah, I had I had a really I had a really hard (laughs) time ranking my final five because I'm like they're all bad.
3: (laughs) Um, so here's this is gonna be a theme, so I may as well bring it up now. And I've talked about this before in previous episodes of our X Men series. I absolutely despise the way that they treated Cyclops in the X-Men films. Terrible, Mm -hmm. yeah. Until Ty Sheridan. I like that a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but what they did with James Marsden is egregious. It is awful. Mm -hmm. And this film, there's three films that feature that, Mm -hmm. and to me this is the second best of those three, but all three of them are going to suffer because of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just, I have... I, I really, really like the newer cast and the younger cast and stuff like that. I, yeah. I really enjoy those dynamics. So I know this is the Pioneer, and I totally respect it for that. Yeah. And there was some amazing stuff in this film, and I, I do really, really, really like the film. Yeah. So, yeah, I have it at number eight.
2: There, I totally get that, though. Yeah, I, I mean, you got to treat people named Scott a lot better, in <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> you do. That's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
0: do. And, and what's really sad about that whole thing is that like I think he's good casting for Cyclops. They yeah, just it's, never just gave it's so him poorly written. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah.
3: I've said before, like they basically neutered him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, he never felt like the leader of the X Men the way that he is in, in a lot of the comics? Like yeah, it's all yeah. He I know. Like the
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he points at me because the reason why we say he's saying that is because I primarily know the X Men through the tv show
0: right okay
1: uh i am a comics fan but not as i am not as well read as anybody else in this room yeah. um and so for me I, I would always say like yeah i mean cyclops is a leader but like not the way that i understand it from people who have read the comics who's gotcha. like no 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 he's a full-on leader i'm like oh, okay like, I guess, so yeah. that's where that's coming from. yeah, gotcha. in
0: in these movies, especially, but also in the TV show, he often feels like more of a foil for yeah, other characters yeah. to play mm-hmm. off of, you know. that totally makes sense. yeah, for sure.
1: So if you combine um, besides Daryl's complaints about Scott, which I would agree with, but I don't I'm not as passionate about them. If you take Daryl's comments and Captain Midnight's comments, that's basically exactly how I feel.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't need to
1: reiterate them. Uh, have it at number six. Uh, oh, and okay. the only thing I would add is kind of like, um, the fact that this is the first one, and not only the first one, but the fact that they put this mm-hmm. cast together, mm-hmm. right? Like you had, like yeah. you have Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart being like, "I'm in all in on a comic book movie," yeah, right? Like that's pretty ludicrous. S
2: tier casting, right? Exactly. There. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was that just made it, it legitimized it immediately, mm-hmm. right? Which is really cool. All right, Captain Midnight, we got to move on to X Men United. Where do you have that one?
0: Uh, X-Men United I have at number two. Ooh. It, is, it is beloved. People it's love number one. two. Yeah. So I really, really like this movie. I think this is the closest that, except maybe for another movie that we'll talk about later, that got to kind of the team dynamics that I always wanted from these movies. Uh, also, a huge reason why it's so high is it has... My good pal, Nightcrawler, front and center, (laughs) just, you know, doing his thing. Uh, In future movies, even when they had Nightcrawler, he was so wasted. Mm -hmm. I really, (laughs) really liked him here. Uh, The Wolverine stuff is, I think, just so much better here than it would be in most later movies. Mm, mm. It felt like there was actually a reason to focus on him as opposed to just shoving him to the forefront because yeah. he's the star. Definitely. That's a great point. Um, yeah, and, you know, uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart feel like they both show up here, whereas mm. I feel like it, uh, the movie after this, they're kind of, <laughs> kind of kicking back with their checks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, this just like all around, I think this is probably the best X-Men movie Mm -hmm. that exists. I'll get into that later. But yeah, Yeah, I think this is the best that they've ever done with the kind of weird version of this franchise that exists. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: I have a lot of the same thoughts. I will say I ranked this at number three. Oh. So a little bit lower. Yeah. But still quality movie. The way that I'd ranked these was mostly just how much do I want to see it right now? <laughs> and I haven't seen this movie in a while. Yeah. And I, boy, I, I just remember loving so much of it, um, focusing on some of the uh, characters that didn't get too much time to shine, like uh, in the first movie, like <laughs> Iceman, or having uh, a pyro be there as well. I thought hmm. there was, uh, it, it might be, I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. I remember there was. Um, that scene with Iceman and his family—that yeah. was very much like uh, a, an allegory for coming out. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, have yeah. you tried not being a yeah. mutant? <laughs> <sort of thing. laughs> and so I thought that was handled pretty good. Yeah. Uh, at least, I'm again, I have not seen it. So if if I'm wrong, then uh, then I changed my mind. I think it was handled <laughs> poorly. But I just remember it being like really like, oh, that's interesting. They're actually using the X Men as this as they're intended, like as yeah. an allegory for for people who feel like they don't fit in, for people who feel like they're being. Uh, you know, uh, persecuted against sort of. And so I, I feel, uh, I feel like they handled it really well in this movie and I'm a big fan. I thought it was great.
1: Definitely.
3: It's a great movie. It's definitely the best of the original cast for me. Um, Here's where I make people mad. I have it at number six. Whoa! You're not gonna make people <laughs> as mad as I'm gonna make them.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> number twelve. Um, terrible movie.
3: And yeah. it's not because there's anything wrong with this movie. It's just because I feel very passionately about several of these other films. But mm. um, Captain Midnight, I agree with you. Nightcrawler was fantastic. Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler mm. was a beautiful choice.
2: Like his I mean his chemistry with Storm in that movie too yeah. was just so
3: good. And his the way he behaved too like just sort of his shy sort of almost like he'd been abused and mistreated yeah. and beaten down and he mm-hmm. definitely had something to overcome in and of himself which drove the X-Men story home even stronger. Something I had to remind myself of. I am as the as these movies go through I get absolutely sick to death of Stryker I'm like why does Stryker have to be in so many of these damn (laughs) movies (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I have to remember this was the first movie that Stryker was in Brian Cox played him in this it was brilliant he did really really well and the whole scene at like Alkaline Lake at the end is fantastic and the little, the cool tease to the phoenix at the end, which yeah. didn't pay off as well as we no. at the time <laughs> hoped it would, but... Uh,
0: so many versions of Stryker and none of them <coughs> tapping into like the really insane, like religious angle of yeah. the character. Yeah, like, for come sure. On, like, none watch. of them are
3: zealots. They're just like <laughs> yeah, sort of mm-hmm. stubborn if scientist if military dudes. If we're going
0: to do Stryker that many times, just do it right one time. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> By <laughs> the oh, numbers, strike. you should have it eventually. <laughs> yeah. You should have lucked into it. Yeah. <laughs> So you had, you had it at number six? Number six. Okay. Well, I'm going to really upset people. Uh-oh. Um, so here's the thing. I actually agree with everything that has been said thus far. As I was watching it last night, I was like, this feels a lot more like an X-Men film than a lot of the later films that came behind it. Yeah. Um, and Captain Midnight, you kind of capitalize on that. I'm like, it's the best team-based deal. Like, I agree with 100% of that. What has happened for me is that every time I go back to watch an early 2000s film, I instantly am disappointed in it. And it's because mm. of what we've gotten since. And I just can't, I can't wrap my head around that. Like I did like the X, the, the previous X-Men film a little bit better than this one, but more because you said it, Captain Midnight, the, it, it, everybody, the characters are able to breathe. So we are able to kind of get into them and like understand them a little bit more. This is a team-based movie that I feel like if it were done today it would have been like two movies. There's a lot that's crammed in. Yeah. It, there's a lot that's going on. So for me, I look at this and I go, it feels like a real, like a lot, like an early 2000s. So I don't know what year it came out. Maybe was it 2006? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, I don't it was, think it was that. long Yeah, it was, it was like, like 2000
0: and. Okay, four, there maybe? you go. Yeah. So
1: more to my point, like yeah. Yeah. the earlier yeah. in the 2000s you get, the more I find it difficult to watch them because I feel like it's been done better with the MCU. Especially. 2003, by the way. 2003, so Nailed right on. Um, yeah, so for me, I it's not that I hate this film. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I, I totally enjoyed it, but it's not, I like other elements of other films Especially some that, as you're listening, you're gonna be like, "How in the world did you like that better than this?" Mm. Uh, but it's just, it's <laughs> yeah. just that I did, you know, for what was thrown in. So yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to. Wait, wait. Did you say your ranking? Did I miss it? Yeah, you, yeah. It's ten. Oh, you have 10. it at 10? I have it at 10. Holy cow. That's why people will be upset. That's why people will be very upset, especially when I say this how, you know, where some of my other movies are.
2: <laughs> I came into this thinking mine were going to be controversial, but you guys are showing me up here.
1: <laughs> we,
3: are, we are way more controversial. It's good, though. That means we're going to have a balanced, yeah, I like a that. balanced overall They're answer. All,
2: every movie is going to come out with the same score at the end. It's just <laughs> be like the
1: X-Men movies. They're good. Um, yeah, so that was my ranking. Now let's move on to The Last Stand, Captain Midnight. Where do you put the last stand?
0: I have the last stand at 10.
1: Uh, okay, yeah, Yellow. it
0: is uh, yeah, it's not a good one. It's, it's <laughs> just a uh, you know, a Brett Ratner movie. Mm-hmm. and his um, usual work ethic really shines through here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Like we talked about how uh, these movies don't have much time for Cyclops, but this movie seems to actively hate Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It like kills him off screen. Yes. just does not care. Uh, I I don't know. I, I kind of... The one aspect of this movie that I do kind of like is, one, I like how campy Magneto gets to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because you might as well be goofy with it if your movie's going to be this bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then, two, uh, I I do like the attempt at the mutant cure storyline. I think that's an interesting concept mm-hmm. that I think they mostly waste. Uh, but I mostly just think sitting through this movie is really tough and <laughs> punishment <Yeah. laughs> and like a lot of like the meme humor like the I'm the juggernaut bitch moment mm. has just aged so poorly yeah a terrible and did they I mean in the comics juggernaut is
3: Professor X's brother am yes. I right about that or at least yeah, half
0: brother yeah it's like a half brother yeah, or yeah
3: step
2: brother.
0: clearly they didn't Bother to address that.
2: It was like a fake muscle suit too, right? I like hope it wasn't so. Yeah, yeah. yeah did, no, no I no mean suits. the suit didn't
0: look good. <laughs> yeah. Ellen Page wasted as Kitty Pryde. Wasted, wasted That's throughout this whole franchise. Yes, and oh. I really like Ellen Page. I think she was good casting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I th-
2: like, is it a is it like an actual crime to like waste <laughs> an actor's <laughs> abilities in a movie with like? Can we arrest somebody, please? <laughs>
1: we need to make a new law that you can.
2: Yeah,
1: Scott, where do you have it?
2: I have it at number. Eight oh. So here's the thing about me in my ranking system. The worst sin a movie can uh, can do,, yeah. is be forgettable. This uh, movie, at least. Was memorable. <laughs> <laughs> so I have several. I have several more under it that I feel like I don't know anything about them anymore. Oh, yeah. um, but this movie, I watched it several times. It was the I, I watched the first two X Men movies in theaters. This was the first one that I had not watched in theaters. I waited till it came out on home release, and such a disappointment. Yeah, I felt like I mean, obviously, the, focusing on two giant stories of, of the Cure and Dark Phoenix was just pick one pick a lane yeah. do it right don't try to do both of them and uh yeah i really wish that they had used uh kitty pride better i love kitty pride uh she's probably my favorite x-man Same, and actually, uh, yeah. yeah oh that's awesome yeah i think she's fantastic and uh yeah what a disappointment and i don't know i feel like even the 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 death of professor x mm. was felt like Okay, I wish it was a little bit more meaningful. I wish it was better, and I don't know. There was just so much that they just dropped the ball in this one, for sure. Yeah. Daryl?
3: Yeah, the death of Professor X was uh, a bummer. I uh, I have it at 10. I'm right there with Captain Midnight. Okay. Mm. Um, The thing about the death of Professor X was it was so poorly done that days of future past comes around and retcons it for absolutely no reason with no explanation whatsoever (laughs) but i still blame last stand (laughs) i'm like days of future past is fine last Stand is on as at fault Mm -hmm. there um yeah it's it's not a good film i will say i still enjoy it as a superhero movie i can enjoy most superhero movies
1: just as superhero movies uh Well, it actually, there's only one movie on here that I think is worse than this movie. Oh. So you have it at 11? No, I have it at 11. 11. And, and primarily because, so you you kind of said it, Scott, like, it, it, it's not forgettable, and that's true. Yeah. I agree with you on that. But it's a movie I don't want to watch. I've started watching it and been like, nope, I'm not going to finish yeah. this. Like, I, why do this to myself? Like, I don't care. So, 11. Uh, X Men Origins. Oh, Wolverine. that's right.
0: Oh. All right. Controversial. <laughs> I
1: forgot. I yeah. forgot. Captain oh. Midnight. What's your ranking on this one?
0: So I have this at number eleven. Mm. Uh, not the worst, but this, almost there. <laughs> almost the worst almost, almost, there. almost there. Uh, but whenever I try to think about the reasons why I really don't like it, it's like, like in my head, I know it's really bad, but in my heart, I actually kind of love this movie <laughs> because <clears throat> it's. It's the only one that's, like, so bad that it really becomes memorable to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the Blob stuff is, like, baffling. (laughs) 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 To think that the franchise, like, the Wolverine sub-franchise of the X-Men franchise is so crazy because it goes from the blob boxing the blob to logan Uh and that's just crazy (laughs) (laughs) do that i love how ambitious this movie is at like oh it starts in the civil war and it starts with their little kids and it goes through all the wars through the ages and uh it it fails so badly at everything it tries to do but it tries to do so much (laughs) and i respect that (laughs) i respect this movie more than the last stand even if i think it's Failing harder than the mm. last day yeah. it was. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. I have this at number nine. Oh. Hey. Because once again, it's at least memorable. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's so much about this movie that's memorable from the horrible treatment of Deadpool. Mm. Um, I, I actually really liked mm. Lee Schreiber as yeah. as He was uh, awesome. Yeah. So
0: much better than so the good. other
2: guy. I don't remember um, his name. And uh, um. yeah. I just I, I thought it had a lot yeah, of memorable moments. <laughs> i think I think th- they had an issue with trying to explain the origins of a character who's like really interesting because you don't know where he came from. Yeah. um, but. Take I don't note, know. Uh,
0: Joker movie. Like, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know. And then like the yeah the the weird use of Emma Frost was like mm. uh, again like I felt like a wasted yeah. part of that. Even like did they ever s- actually
3: name her Emma? Did they call that out? I think so. They did. Really? I think. And she looked more like an ice character than a diamond Yeah, character. I don't know.
2: And then even mm. just weirdly using Cyclops, which is like a thing that I always forget that that movie did yeah. too. Mm. It's like, how, why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, there was so much going on. It was so bonkers. Yeah. And then we, uh, Gambit, right, was mm. also like, there's so much of it's in this movie that they were trying to <laughs> juggle for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it sticks out of my mind because I just think it's so funny.
3: <laughs> Fair. Daryl. I have it at number five. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I want to know all of your thoughts. <laughs> so um, I think it's just crazy fun. Yeah. Like, so there, I have a few caveats to this. First of all, and this will come up later, I have no love for Deadpool. So mm. I don't care that they butchered Deadpool's character in this movie. doesn't bother me at all. Mm. I actually, I really enjoy the final battle sequence. Yeah. And I didn't have the chip on my shoulder about Deadpool. I loved Gambit in this film, mm-hmm. um, and my argument would be better if I could actually remember the name of the guy that played him. Because Taylor I, Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. Thank yeah, you. you. I knew it was go. Taylor something.
0: Mm-hmm. This was during, because he's so good in Friday Night Lights, that right. show, and this was during that like three years where the industry was like, okay, this guy's going to be a star, yeah. right? And then John Carter came out, and everyone was and like, And John no. Carter was <laughs> terrible, yeah. but
3: he's done some great stuff yeah, since he's, then. He's been in Lone Survivor and uh, in, uh, uh, American Assassin. I like him a lot, and I thought he was great as Gambit. So I really enjoy this movie. I thought it was super fun. Obviously, it has tons of problems, and it's just not a well-told story, and it's super wacky. Um, And it was the beginning of the screwed-up timeline that Mm. these films suffer from. Mm.
2: Yeah, because weren't they planning on doing multiple X-Men Origins? Yeah, they were going to do a Magneto. That's why they titled it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Well, I have it at uh, number nine. Um, But I actually think it's a really – it's crazy – and what you guys haven't mentioned is how bad some of the CG is. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the <laughs> helicopter is awful, and oh, the
2: it's so bad. Is the only oh, scene. Oh yeah, and I the can... guy
1: jumping onto the helicopter. the
3: oh, Ghost was
2: his name, or, the,
3: the, the Asian assassin guy. I oh, the Asian
2: assassin was called like Ag- Agent X or something like that. Something like that. And then, uh, yeah, because there was Wraith was the teleporting uh, guy. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. that was
3: yeah. Will I Am, which That's we right. haven't even talked about. <laughs> yet. Oh, God.
1: Well, this is this is the this is the one scene where I just distinctly remember. He's in the he's in the bathroom and his claws are literally moving on his hand like yeah. they're not and I'm like that's so objectively horrible that you can I can watch the film. I have no background in CG whatsoever. Yep. It's easy to fool me and I can just sit there and be like, "Well, that was wrong." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh and so but 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 I will say that uh, I remember thinking despite all of its flaws and there are many. I am a big fan of Wolverine and it's at least fun it was yeah. at least fun for me. Yeah. So I have it at number 9.
0: Did uh did you guys ever see the better version of this movie?
1: No. The What's better that? version?
0: So, uh the version that was leaked without finished effects. No. <laughs> no. It was so amazing. <laughs> I had it on a, I had it on a flash drive in high school <laughs> and uh like the ending where the debris was like falling on uh, yeah. Logan's head. It mm. was Hugh Jackman rolling around uh like trying to get away from these, like, little purple pebbles that <laughs> oh were, just had gosh. notes next to them of, like, ah, include, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's <laughs> was, really funny. And he's just screaming and freaking out <laughs> as they're falling
2: around. What a I'm classically go trained actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. That's awesome. Oh, that's spectacular.
1: All right. Well, back to you, Captain Midnight. Now we are going to tackle First Class, X-Men First Class. Where do you have that?
0: I have that at number four. Number four. All right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like X Men First Class a lot. I feel like this is one that's almost like, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some of you guys really hate this one, but I feel like this one's pretty universally liked. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think they did a great job. Like, this is my favorite version of Magneto, who's like yeah. maybe, yes. he's maybe my favorite character in the X Men universe. Maybe I don't know. There's a he's some competition. Jay's favorite
3: Marvel villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That includes the MCU. That yeah. includes the MCU. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, But, yeah, I like, that scene in, what was it, Argentina? Yeah. I mean. Amazing. That's probably the best for me that Magneto's ever been in this franchise. Uh, I like McAvoy's more, like, uh, less, more, like, insecure take on on Professor X Mm -hmm. and how he's not quite sure, you know, like, what he is yet. He's not, like, super polished and fatherly or anything yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jennifer Lawrence is actually, like, really trying here. Yeah. Um, the, the teen stuff, it's like, it feels so wasted now knowing what came after that, but yeah. they set it up so well. Yeah. So I want to mm-hmm. give the movie points for that, but at the same time, it's like, then it just kind of. Yeah, they killed went, half
3: that cast off screen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But that just as by itself is, you know, it's just such a good, such a good ride. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, gang, it was bound to happen sooner or later. Uh-oh. <laughs> I have first class at number one. Hey. Oh, nice.
1: number
3: one. bound to happen
2: again, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is the best X-Men movie mm-hmm. for sure. I think the costumes are just the best costumes in all of the movies, mm. All the, the classic blue and yellow, uh, the way that everyone looks uniform in the color choices, but also each of their costumes reflects their powers distinctly. Yeah, I think yeah. that is brilliant, and I love that. Um, I think just the discussion of the ideology between Professor X and Magneto there's that scene where they're playing chess for like the first time Mm. it's their iconic thing that they do and there's that whole exchange about like you know killing will not bring us peace peace was never an option and that's like the core of (laughs) these two characters and that's exactly what it is and yeah just uh, Incredible casting on on uh, especially Michael Fasspender as oh, Magneto. He's it, yeah. like terrifying, but you like yeah, you kind of you get he's, where he's coming from because of his whole traumatic childhood. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Professor X is just – he's, like, this very kind of suave – He this is, like, the most likable Professor X that James McAvoy has done. Mm-hmm. Every every movie after this where he's Professor X, he just gets less and less likable, in my opinion. And I don't know – that's probably intentional, but, like, you start being like, I don't know if I like this guy <laughs> anymore. I, I
0: kind of like that about yeah. these movies. Sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that he kind of starts as like that, you know. Yeah, kind of cool dude. Uh,
0: yeah, I – I agree with you for sure on that, like, Fassbender's Magneto is just, he's, I I just want, I want the Origins Magneto movie starring him. Like, I would take that now. Yeah, still, Still. Yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. Uh, but yeah, I just love this movie so much, and I love that it feels there are these like the like the montage sequence where everyone's learning their powers. It's like edited in a really fun like comic book way with all the mm. different panel editings <clears> and everything. It's just it feels like a comic book movie that has incredibly high stakes and is like very culturally of that time period yeah. where it's set. Um, but it still feels very fun and charming to me.
3: Yeah, I have it at number one too.
2: I'm right oh, there with you, buddies.
3: High five to high the five. High five <laughs> <in> the studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite superhero movies. I mean, and I remember not having a whole lot of great thoughts about it and anticipating it. Yeah. Because back then it just felt like, well, Last Stand sucked. I really liked X-Men Origins Wolverine, but now they're doing this whole thing where they're introducing all these other younger versions and he's not even there. Yes, he did turn out to be there, but briefly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want this. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, this yeah. is so good!" I'm yeah. like, "This is brilliant," and I think setting it against the Cold War oh, works so well for so the human, good. the human mutant thing because there's already this paranoia throughout the whole world, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and um, yeah, Fassbender, I'll sing his praises too. I love McAvoy as Professor X. I think he shines a little bit more in later films, mm-hmm. more than this one even. But um, yeah. it's
1: it's a brilliant movie. Yeah. I have it at number 2. So, I'm not you're yeah. not going to find any argument here. Uh I did I in this X-Men series we've been doing, I have rewatched uh, a lot of them. And um one movie on rewatch has stood out a little bit more. This used to be my number 1. It used, I used mm-hmm. to be right there with you guys. I think that I like the aesthetic approach to the 60s a lot. Yeah. Um but I do think that uh Oh, and, and by the way, um, the third act of this film is magnificent. Yes, it's a great. Which third is act. usually a, a sticking point for a lot of comic book mm-hmm. films. Which is usually a big problem for comic book films. Uh, Kevin Bacon's <laughs> performance—I was
2: going to mention him. Awesome, it's so good. <laughs> he's <laughs> so so good. he's seriously terrifying. Absolutely. Oh he's my god! Great. And then when Magneto pushes the coin slowly through his skull, <laughs> right, that is right. like horrifying. horrifying. Oh,
0: it's yeah. a it's
1: a fantastic film. There's no question.
0: It was also a lower budgeted movie than uh, than even the previous two because at this point Fox was losing faith in the franchise, <coughs> mm-hmm. and they apparently didn't get along with Matthew Vaughn, who never came back and directed another one of yeah. these. Mm. And it's really too bad because he he killed like, it. Yeah, mm. and he brings a level of like joy to the yes. to mm. these movies that. Mm-hmm. Brian Singer doesn't do joy, really. <laughs> no. Yeah, so. not a big fan of joy. And he, yeah. at the same
3: time, he brings an edge to it that Brian Singer doesn't have. either. Yeah, yeah. So, that's oh. good. Mm. All good.
1: right, next up, uh, the Wolverine.
0: The Wolverine.
1: The Wolverine.
0: All right, I uh, put this at number seven. Okay. Um, I think it is perfectly solid, middle of the road. Uh, I like the uh, some of the like use of the Japanese setting is Mm. really cool. I really like that one scene where Wolverine gets shot like six million times with like spears in the back Mm. and and when he's like dragging along in the snow. Um, It's got that that hardcore Ronin vibe. yeah. Yeah. And I think it does like the tortured about Jean Grey stuff.
3: <laughs> By the way, to be clear, well. that's neither Ronan the Accuser or Ronan Hawkeye's <laughs> yeah, exactly. other character. Daryl
1: just Whole different out, thing. Daryl just or throws <laughs> out Ronan all willy nilly, and I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, Ronan. I know Ronan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about forty seven Ronan? Yeah, See, there's a bunch oh, of that them. too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the tortured G- Jean Grey stuff I think works really well here to the point where like it makes you actually care about their relationship more than you ever did in The Last Stand.
4: Yeah. Mm. Uh,
0: what I don't like is the third act just is where the old man is fighting in the giant uh, samurai robot mm-hmm. or whatever that was. <laughs> I just By that point, I was kind of checked out. Overall, I think this one's just kind of like, sure, if it's on TNT in the afternoon, why not watch it? <laughs>
2: True. I put this at number 10 Oh, um, only because again, following my rule of it's just so forgettable to yep. me. Yep. Like I remember liking it. I remember being like, well, that was kind of neat. Like walking out of the theater, I couldn't tell you anything. You were just describing that spear thing in his back. I couldn't, I don't have any memory <laughs> yeah. of that whatsoever. <laughs> um, there are bits and pieces that I remember. I do remember <coughs> him being tortured about Jean gray. I thought that was actually really interesting. um, I remember there was like a, a, like a bullet train sequence or something. Mm. Was he fighting on a train? Yes. I, yes. Okay, cool. Um, see that, I forgot. Yeah, see? <laughs> but there, there are just so many bits and pieces that I... Uh, so much of it I forgot yeah. that I just can't... I can't even talk anymore about this movie because <laughs> I've given... I, that, those are all of my thoughts. It's number 10.
3: I have it at number 7. And to me, I think it's the most forgettable of the franchise, too. Mm. But the reason I put it up higher is... It has one of my favorite opening scenes in an X-Men mm. film. The okay. scene at here Hiro- at Hiroshima. Yes. Oh, that is freaking totally cool. Yeah. That yeah, is cool. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching that scene and I'm like, this movie's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to like Wolverine being in the jungle with the bear and like getting mad that those guys killed the bear and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like I'm like, okay, this is still really cool. And then the Japanese girl shows up. Which I knew was coming. I knew he was going to go to Japan. I yeah. knew this was the kind of the Ronin story, and that was going to happen. But from that point on, I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, the momentum's gone. Mm. Um, I do have to throw a whole lot of credit at Hugh at Hugh Jackman for the way he looked in this movie. <laughs> Doesn't even look human. Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. Shredded. Yeah, but sure. um, part yeah, of the reason
0: seven. he had he like stop doing this has to be so he didn't have to look i know right right? like totally (laughs) it's exhausting yeah Yeah.
1: totally um i have it at number five uh i really like this movie i think it is forgettable that is a major problem for it and i think and i wish that they could have done this film after having done logan because if you gave sort of like the Logan treatment to this story I think it would have been really really cool but I don't think we get
3: Logan without this
0: film
1: Oh, I totally agree. This, this was a lead that the they let James Mangold take prove that they could
3: get yeah. to Logan. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Which like by the way, I think this movie like from a cinematography standpoint looks so much better than most it's of these. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a good-looking movie.
2: Absolutely. I kind of want to revisit this movie now. Like yeah. I haven't seen it since it first came out. I feel like maybe it's worth another yeah.
1: watch. Yeah. I would love to watch it again too. I think I remember I remember enjoying it, but I remember afterwards thinking oh, I can see where they're trying to go with this. They're trying to go a little darker. They're trying to push boundaries a little bit, but it's not enough. You know what I mean? Like there's that, right. that kind of in-between area. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like you mentioned, um, Captain Midnight, That that final fight. Because it kind of goes right back into comic book territory. I'm using quote, air quotes. Yeah. It goes back into comic book <laughs> movie territory where it almost was playing with some deeper stuff that they could have gone into, mm-hmm. but they just kind of abandoned it for the standard issue.
0: Right. Yeah, it really feels like a studio note at the end there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know
3: what? Days of Future Past doesn't have to shoulder any blame for the retconning of Professor X. He appears in the end of this one. He does. <laughs> this movie shoulders <laughs> right. the blame for that. And uh, right.
0: And... If I remember right, Logan's like, "How are you alive?" and he's like, no, yeah, no, yeah. "No, no. <laughs> that, we don't have time have much for that. To discuss later." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
1: right, so now we're uh now we are at X-Men Days of Future Past. Captain Midnight, where did you put this one?
0: I put this one at number 3. Number 3. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, I really really like this movie. I think this is um probably like the most I don't know. Well, I X2, I guess, is a little bit higher, but I just love the cast coming together. I think that's really fun. And I think (coughs) because these movies did so few of the core characters well, honestly, Mm. when you take good versions of Professor X... You know, instead of having one good version, you have two. Yeah. So it matters less that all of the characters that they screwed up are mm. are still screwed up. Um, I think Peter Dinklage is a lot of fun here. Yeah. I love the stadium set piece. Like, that's just mm. really memorable to me. Mm. I love Magneto's... They go back to the well of Magneto turning evil... Uh, like over and over again in these in mm-hmm. these later X Men movies, this is the only one after First Class where it feels justified to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get into that later, but yeah, I I just really enjoyed this movie. The first uh, Quicksilver scene, yeah, is super memorable, yeah, classic yeah, yeah. and fun. And uh, they try to repeat that over and over again, and I don't think it was, I just the first time. They did it. it. The concept was there. You got it. I didn't need to see them try to yeah. repeat themselves. Yeah. And
3: the one but little yeah. nod to Magneto maybe being his dad in that. Yeah. They should have just left it at that. When I he's like, like that. You yeah. can
2: control metal? Oh, my mom knew a guy that could do that. Yeah. They yeah. should have just left it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little and good. Uh, for me, I put Days of Future Past at number six. Oh, okay. Um, only because uh, I just I, I like some of the other movies. Uh, a little <laughs> bit better, but I, I love I do like this movie a lot. I think um, I think it has a very emotional arc at at the end with with Mystique and um, you know trying to decide whether or not to actually fire the gun. Uh, I, I like that they got the old cast and the new cast together. I thought that was very fun, um, and I again I wish they had used. Kitty Pride the way that they do in the comics, where she's the one being sent back, but the previous movies set up Wolverine obviously way better, um, <laughs> so it, way, it made a lot more sense for him to go back there. Um, and it was really fun. I like the I like the emotional scene of Professor X kind of talking to himself with the two different mm. actors, and I thought that was uh, that was very good too. I think uh, James McAvoy is his ha- his acting in this movie was. Spectacular, Like mm. the way that he like seemed yeah. like he was a, almost like a, a, a drug addict for like wanting to walk and not having to, you know, he's like, I don't need my powers as long as I don't have to be in a chair sort of a thing. And yeah, yeah I don't know. It's a, There are lots of memorable, memorable moments, but I just, I like some movies a little bit better. <laughs> Fair enough. Daryl
3: Smith. I have it at number two. Ooh, number two. Number two. I love this movie. Um This movie to me is my favorite comic booky x-men film mm. um, this one feels the most like a comic book to me when I watch it I love their representation of the future
4: mm.
3: I one flaw is I wish we got to see more of it it's very localized yeah. like it's very clear that it's like, I mean, I know most of these movies are shot in studios and stuff, and they build from there, but that one feels like it was shot in a studio, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, James McAvoy, so good in this. Nicholas Holt, so good in this. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really fun to see Wolverine play off of the younger version of all the characters. It's kind of like, you guys were so screwed up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I loved seeing the old cast come back and be treated... This might be a bold statement, but in my opinion, be treated better than they were in any of the previous films.
0: Mm. Wow, even X2.
3: Even X2, mm. yeah. Even though they were on screen for such a little bit of time. Like, I mean, you need those other films to get here, obviously. Like, you can't appreciate Magneto in this film, the Ian McKellen Magneto, yeah. unless you know what a bastard he was in the other films. You and know? Uh,
0: they kind of dropped the frat boy Cyclops angle. Yeah. So mm. that was good, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, I love this movie. Super fun. I uh, don't disagree. This is my number one movie. Hey. Nice. This is my number one X Men movie. And nice. in, I have it there. So, it, First Class used to be my number one. Days of Future Past turned into my number one after the my <laughs> two recent rewatches, which is literally over the last two weeks as we did this <laughs> series. And primarily, it was all related to the second act of first class versus the second act of this film. And I felt like the second act of this film was just a stronger second act. Um, first, I would probably give first class a nod to having a slightly better third act. Mm. Um, mm. But this film was just really compelling to me. Everybody, everybody plays this film uh, in a way that I think dedicates their portrayal to the character they want to put on screen, meaning that nobody's kind of... Uh, half assing it here. They're all in. They're all doing it well. It's yeah. almost as if they all got in a room beforehand and mm-hmm. were like, Fastbender is turning turn, turns to M- McClellan and go like, you know I'm gonna be the better Magneto, right? Yeah, it's on, yeah. man. Like this is this is going down. So I I just uh, on Rewatch, I just really liked it. I like the I think that the X-Men are the strongest, and I said this on multiple podcasts so far. When you have Charles Xavier's worldview versus Uh, Magneto's worldview and Magneto has the reason why he's my favorite villain is because he has every reason to think and behave the way that he does his tribe was abused by another tribe and he Mm -hmm. goes now I'm protecting my tribe at all costs Mm -hmm. that is a super compelling worldview to throw into any movie especially when the counterpoint is No, all the tribes should get along we should get past that we should move beyond that and the two those two clashing is amazing and i think it happens really well here also happened really well in first class yes but i just on rewatch i don't like the 70s as much as a as much of a backdrop as i like the 60s i agree but um i like this one a little bit better so it ends up being number one by the way as a primarily as a uh TV cartoon fan having the Sentinels show up. Yes. Oh, just like they're, this is like, awesome. Overdue
2: yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, there was a bit in the Danger Room and Last Stand, right. but like seeing them actually. But that was there. like
3: a
0: Cyclops treatment.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Made them. Yeah. They're like they made them. did it. Yeah. 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 And
0: that was one one aspect where the the 70s <clears throat> setting really helped because I loved how like seventies looking the yes. Sentinels. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. That
1: was dope um cool now we are into the, our last five films so we've been through seven heading into uh the next five here Some and it's worth say, pointing out yeah. that
3: nobody has revealed their least favorite film yet nobody is gonna happen and captain midnight <laughs> you still have
1: number one coming yes oh so here
3: we go has
0: everyone else done their number one i think so yeah, yeah everyone oh, okay. else is on their number wow. one
1: yeah so now this leads us to deadpool where do you have deadpool
0: Okay. Uh, Deadpool is <laughs> my number six. Okay. All right. Uh, I put it slightly above The Wolverine because I do find it more memorable than that movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't love this movie. I don't think I ever will love this franchise. Uh, it's, you know, I I respect what uh, this movie was able to do on such a tight budget. <laughs> yes. And I I really like the charm of them, like, repurposing footage from The Last Stand of, like, uh, (laughs) you know, like, uh, the mansion and stuff. Mm -hmm. I find that stuff really charming. I find uh, Colossus, I love him in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I find Ryan Reynolds pretty grating. Like, one out of every three jokes hits, and Mm -hmm. a lot of the other stuff just... Really, I'm like, okay... That's the thing with Ryan Reynolds, that, and this is just my opinion. Like, humor is super subjective, obviously, mm. is that he's trying so hard. And it's like, buddy, like, calm down. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Can we put
3: Captain Midnight on the payroll? <laughs> <laughs> we have a very small payroll. <laughs>
2: uh, I put this movie at number five for me. Huh. So, very similar spot. Um, I think... I think that it is a perfectly fine movie. I actually really like the storytelling of kind of having it bounce back and forth in time. I think that's really interesting. <clears throat> yeah. um, I, I really... It feels to me that a lot of the cast who's in this movie is like really wanting to make it work. And yeah. I, I like that. And not even just the cast. I feel like the direction mm. and and so much of this movie, like you said, on a really tight budget, It I think it accomplished a lot. And where it couldn't accomplish what it wanted to, it made jokes about how it couldn't do that. And I thought those were... <laughs> perfectly fine mm. um, yeah I think there's a lot of really interesting action in this movie as well and uh, I don't know I just I find there's a bit there's something that definitely separates it from a lot of these and I think um, it stands out And I just the Deadpool costume is like really good costume so, <laughs> it's a good looking costume in the X-Men that's movies it's hard to find a costume that's like that's a good costume yeah, and yeah, Deadpool's yeah. like that's a good costume Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, a good costume. yeah finally a costume they're not embarrassed of right you know? I like, know yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: All right, Daryl, where, where's the rank? I think I know. Number
2: 12
0: pick. <laughs> it is a cool
1: suit.
3: I'll
0: yeah. give you that. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's all I will give you.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> I have this at number 12.
0: Oh, it was oh, right. wow.
3: And I have not seen it.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, what?
3: Yeah. Now, I've seen the second one. Okay. okay so completely objective then. Yes. Yeah. But I haven't seen this, and I'll tell you why. And a lot of it in Captain Midnight is because of what you said. Ryan Reynolds is grading And I I just didn't want to see it. I don't want to see Ryan Reynolds cut loose. I enjoy him if he's PG-13. I'm like, because then he has to think a little bit more, and he can't just FFF this, and, you know, he can't, like, Kevin Smith it and just say all these nasty things. Mm -hmm. But And not that I'm, like, overly offended by those things, but I just think it's cheap. I don't think it's funny. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you have to try harder than that to make me laugh. Mm. I I agree um, with
2: that. There are certainly a lot of jokes in the movie that just felt like, Oh, I get... I, I don't know why that was funny. Yeah. Like, you just said a swear word. Yeah. That's not a joke. <laughs>
3: right, right, right. Yeah. Um,
0: There's a lot of, like, man, this would have gone over great on the IGN <laughs> Commons board in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> um, and then some other problems I have. Um, I have a chip on my shoulder about R-rated superhero films. Not that I don't think we should have R-rated superhero films, but I don't think... R-rated superhero films should be made just for the sake of making an R-rated superhero film. Mm -hmm. Like Logan's rated R, and it makes absolute sense. I don't see how you tell that story without making it rated R. Mm -hmm. And there's other ones that fit that bill, and that's great. If the story calls for it, I'm there. But, and and I know Deadpool is violent and foul and whatever, that's fine, but this movie seemed to be the one that was pushing that envelope, where it's like, hey, we need more R-rated superhero films. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we don't. We need more good <laughs> stories. And if they happen to be R-rated, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then I also just, I will admit, I just don't care about Deadpool. It's yeah, never I, been, he's I've never been, been my character. Mm-hmm. I don't, the whole, the breaking the fourth wall, satirizing comic books thing doesn't mm-hmm. land with me. I'm like, that's fine. You can do it. It doesn't offend me. but. And this I'm is a medium s- that I deeply love and care a lot about. And,
0: and mm-hmm. She-Hulk did it better and she did it first. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I agree <laughs> with you
2: there.
3: And it's like, you can do that. That's fine. It doesn't offend me, but I'm not going to pay attention to you because mm-hmm. I care more about this. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I didn't see that film and I never will see that film. And okay. I saw the second one for some very specific reasons that we'll talk about when we get there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have Deadpool at number seven. Um... I come at the so I I, I kind of I can kind of see where Daryl's coming from, but I disagree on some of the points. I the, the only thing I don't like about this film is that I feel like it's an it's a really odd film to make, especially. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. What, where did you have it again? I had it at um, number seven. Seven. Thank you. Um, coming at this film in the in the in the the twenty teens, basically. I don't remember what year it was released. Probably what fourteen or something like that. Twenty.
0: 2013. 2013. 2016. 2016. 2016. Wow, I was oh way goodness. off on that one. So coming at this film That feels from, a thousand years ago. I know, right? It's <laughs> crazy. Oh um,
1: um, coming at it in 2016, I feel like it is trying to be... It's trying to make light of things in a countercultural type of a way. Like, let's all escape to this cathartic violence but it doesn't know what to do with the cathartic violence, and it also doesn't know how to tell us to feel about it. Because it kind of acknowledges like, oh, violence is really bad, mm-hmm. but isn't it hilarious when some dude just, like, smacks into a freeway over sign, like mm-hmm. overpass sign and then falls down? Like, so it's not to me that it's rated R, it's that it doesn't know what to do with its R rating, because it doesn't know yeah. what yeah. to stand on. It doesn't know if it's like, is violence against females bad, or is this, is violence against females kind of okay because they should be equal to males we won't come to a conclusion let's just have fun right and and that kind of that's what i find really grating when you throw in the ryan reynolds humor but then throw in like subtle like pseudo maybe we should think about this but let's not think about i mean
4: right the story geeks
1: podcast is all about digging deeper into stuff and it's it's almost like saying like what's the point of that let's just be funny Mm -hmm. and i go yeah but you're bringing up stuff that it feels like we should at least have a conversation about
0: yeah, it wants the it wants the points <laughs> for being edgy and subversive enough to like really like bring to mind some of this stuff while not actually wanting to land anywhere on exactly. it exactly uh, because it wants the widest possible audience. Yeah, so in that way, it's a lot like so many like video AAA video games. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Logan used, yeah. uses an R rating to come to conclusions that are wow, Logan is really depressed. He's going through a time in his life where he's not in a good place. And this world is a very violent, ugly place. And in order to deal with some of the things he has to deal with, he gets very violent and ugly. And I go, yeah, that character would do that in that situation. But Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds does the same things as if it's fun, as if it's like a thing to do because it's just a fun thing to do. And I'm like, That doesn't. So, to me, it's not so much about saying, can you give a character, can you put a character into situations that are automatically going to be rated R? Go Mm -hmm. for it. I'm on board with that. But what I don't want to see is you use the R rating to then be subversive about important conversations that we should be having. Uh, So, that was Deadpool. Uh, Good discussion about that. Now we're going to get into X Men Apocalypse. Sorry, I was
3: going to say, nice little bit of Story Geeks trivia. Yeah. Deadpool was the second episode ever released was it by this podcast yeah with tim posada right with tim posada yeah yeah yeah. and you asked me to do it and i'm like i haven't seen it i don't want to talk about that
4: (laughs) (laughs) i know
1: and then so i wasn't on the i wasn't on until the third one when we talked about batman yeah story geeks it's jay and i'm super excited because right now as of right now time slingers the time travel novel written by me and illustrated by nathan check is out on Amazon. That's right, you can go buy it right now. And you've heard me talking about the Writer's Digest judge, who gave us a really great review that we really appreciated. But probably even more impressive to me are all the reviews that are out on Amazon from real readers just like you right now. You can go read those reviews and see what people are saying. We're really appreciative of them. So if you're wondering, should I buy Time Slingers? Will I enjoy it? Go check out those reviews right now and maybe pick yourself up a copy of Time Slingers, our time travel novel. It's available right now on amazon.com. The link to Time Slingers will be in the show notes. Special thanks to everyone who has been supporting our re-release. We appreciate each and every one of you. Please keep those reviews Coming in. Captain Midnight, X-Men Apocalypse.
0: Okay, I have X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> number <No. laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. one. Finally revealed. <laughs> <pull> it, number <laughs> one. Uh, I have X-Men Apocalypse at number 12. Ooh, Oof.
1: Nice. nice. Shock. Brutal.
0: <laughs> the worst X-Men movie. It is the most dull. Mm-hmm. It is just, like, every decision they make, I'm like, why did you do that? Like, <laughs> the... Um, Magneto here turning evil again in service of Apocalypse felt so rushed, felt so cheap. And I think what really, really takes it above the top to being like, to where I like memorably disliked this movie, uh, not to bring the whole podcast down, but the (laughs) scene uh, set in Auschwitz where they have a giant battle. Mm. uh That was like, like my jaw was on the floor in a very bad way. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, Like, are you kidding? Like, you know, they've gone back to Magneto's origins, but always in a very, like, respectful way that felt like, you know, kind of, like, uh, measured up to, like, the the seriousness of the situation he was in. Mm. And this had, like, Psylocke flipping around using swords Mm. in Mm. Auschwitz. Like, are are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, and Apocalypse himself is just terrible. Like he looked like he Ivan Ooze. Inc- yeah, <laughs> for sure he did. He looked incredibly stupid. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just like, I will never watch this movie again unless I have to for a video. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, just uh, this was awful to sit through. So last number twelve, right yes. there. Yeah. All right, yeah, Scott.
2: I'm not going to fight you on that one. It is also my number twelve. Oh, <laughs> it is not a good movie. It is once again in my scale of how memorable is it. It is to me one of the least memorable movies. I, I can't. I you've said more things about it than I remember, <laughs> the Night. and uh, the only thing I do remember is. Uh, Because I made a joke about this in a video of mine recently that Professor X loses his hair in a ritual (laughs) performed (laughs) by uh, Apocalypse. And, like, what a silly way! Why would you need a backstory for that? <laughs> people just lose their hair sometimes. <laughs> That's a natural exactly. thing that happens to people. Yep. But nope, we need it to be an ancient mutant ritual performed by Oscar Isaac.
0: I would rather <laughs> have watched a movie about Professor X's male pattern baldness. <laughs>
2: <than> yes. <laughs> because at least that would have like an internal struggle, right? Yeah, you know that. what I mean? X-Men, like the recession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I can't I can't remember anything about this movie. I There... There was that Wolverine made a cameo again, right? This was like a more Yeah, complex. they tried to
3: go for like the legit oh, weapon X thing. Dude, yeah. So it was just awkward.
2: Oh my god. I, I, there's so much of this that felt like it was two different movies yeah. like bouncing
0: yeah. around. The Wolverine cameo is crazy because they give give him that moment where he's like looking at uh, at Jean Grey and it's kind of like oh they have a connection and it's like you can't do that anymore she is She's played a by a teenage yeah. girl <laughs> and he has only gotten older like are yeah. you kidding yeah. me oh and thank no God thanks.
3: Logan got made otherwise this would have been Hugh Jackman's final performance as Wolverine oh my yeah. God, which would uh, have been
2: horrible <laughs> uh, and then yeah I don't know there's just there, there's nothing. Oscar Isaac I feel like again is a really great actor and they're just not given good material and that makes me angry and I want to punch somebody Daryl you're right next (laughs) to me no 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 oh okay
1: Um, before you go I'm just gonna pile on because it's also 12 for me yeah. Okay. So, okay. Fantastic. So Three out of four of the people. And Daryl didn't even see his number 12. So if he had seen that, maybe yeah, he would change 12. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's bad. If you want to hear all of my thoughts about how bad it is, you can listen to the podcast that came out two weeks ago uh, where we did uh, X-Men Apocalypse Make It Better. And the overriding thought we all came up with was basically nobody said no. If if an idea came up, it seemed to be like, sure, we'll put it in there. Oh, here's I have an idea. Sure, we'll put it in there. So, also twelve for me. Where does it fall for you? Um, I have it at nine.
3: Oh, okay. and I'll defend myself a little bit here. All right, okay, uh, better, sir. I don't like Deadpool. Yeah. So that immediately puts it up to at least ten. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> sure. um, I really
0: don't like Deadpool. I really don't <laughs> like Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daryl. Yeah.
3: And for me, this film is slightly more fun to watch than The Last Stand.
0: Yeah.
3: So, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's why it okay. c- it gets up to number nine. There's actually one scene in it that I really enjoy, which is the scene where Magneto loses his family. Mm-hmm. Which it's um, stupid that he even has a family and that that's even yes. occurred. It's yes. like why yes. did you do that? Yes. But that scene in and of itself, it where he like loses his daughter, yeah. is like it's heartbreaking and it, it destroys me. And I had kids when I saw it, and I'm like, <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: But uh, yeah. it's. It's a well-done scene to me, and I don't feel like I can look at the last stand and pick out a well-done scene. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, my my so my only thing with the with like why it's flipped for me is cuz it goes back to the things that were made in the early 2000s. In this case, it helps the last stand cuz I go, you shouldn't ha- be able to release Apocalypse in the modern day with what we have as movies now. You can probably release The Last Stand and make a bunch of money with it because we didn't have the plethora of other material that we have now. So I feel like it's even worse that they they get to this place with Apocalypse. Yeah. All right, so now we're moving on to Logan. Captain Midnight, what do you think of Logan?
0: Logan, okay, I have Logan at my number one. Number one! It's revealed. Yeah, so Logan... I'm obsessed with the setting of Logan. Mm. Um, in Days of Future Past, we're shown a vision of the future that's very, for lack of a better term, comic booky. You yeah. know, it's it's very yeah. like, ooh, the dark and stormy clouds above, and everything is terrible. Yeah. What I like about Logan is its future really reminds me of uh, Children of Men.
3: Mm. Oh yeah, of where like everything a Mad Max kind
0: of, but not even that because it's like. The world is still functioning, like capitalism is yeah, still churning, yeah, yeah. and the you know, casinos are still up and running, everyone's still making their money. Yeah, but it's just this slow decline. Yeah,
1: and it's recognizable. It's
0: yeah, yeah, and that is so much scarier.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: and on top of that, I love that this movie in a scary way almost proves Magneto correct.
4: Mm.
0: Like, if you think about it, the genocide against mutants basically has happened. Yeah. Mm. And it happened slowly and not all at once. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, we don't know where Magneto is, but that, he warned about this. Yep. Yeah. And what's so scary and dark about this movie more than any of the, like, overt violence of it is that it kind of, like, proves him right in a way, yeah. but it still finds reason for hope, like, within its story. And, uh, you know, my problem... My only problem with this movie is I think it's, like, the, around three-fourths of the way through through this movie, mm-hmm. it gets a little flabby, like, when he's mm-hmm. meeting up with the kids' camp and stuff. Yeah. But it starts so strong and it ends so strong, and it just... the th- The themes in this movie are... Pretty, it's pretty much the only X Men movie that I think about a lot, mm. mm-hmm. and so just that alone, I have to really put it above the rest of the pack. And on top of that, I mean the performances are just great. Oh, so I'm Patrick said, Stewart, yeah, yeah. he should
1: he should have got an Oscar for that.
0: Yeah,
2: in my
1: yeah.
0: Opinion. at least a nomination. You yeah. know? At yes. least
2: a nomination, please. Yes, <laughs> I put this movie. I put Logan at number two. Oh, um, I love this movie so 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 much. Mm. Uh, going back to the point you were talking about, about how um, it, it's it's rated R for a reason. Yeah. Um, the whole theme of the movie is not, oh, we're going to be violent to glorify violence because it's fun. It's violence is uh, taking a toll on yep. Logan. You yep. can see physically all the violence he's doing in, and how it's impacting him. And he even says to uh, X-23, like, you know, don't, don't be what they made you mm-hmm. to be. And it's like him kind of reflecting on like all this violence I've done over my life. I don't want that for you. Look what it's doing. And it's, it's even like saying that directly to the audience, like, look at all this violence. It's not good. Mm -hmm. We're not glorifying it. It's terrible. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just love that. And I love that, uh, there was this, this hint at this, backstory to Professor X like doing something terrible to the other mutants but you don't know what. And I love that because whatever you build it up in your mind to be is going to be worse than anything that they could have said outright in the movie and there's just so many good themes (laughs) and um the cinematography is really beautiful. I've not seen the the noir version, the black and white version because they made either. a cut of that and I really want to because I bet it would be really fun to watch, but there's just there's just so much of this movie that's an absolute yeah. treat and a lot to think about. Absolutely. I have that at home and I haven't watched it yet. Really? Get <laughs> What's on wrong with me. That's the next. Then you must night. like it as much as you like Deadpool. You haven't <laughs> seen that. <either. laughs> um,
3: I have this at number 3. Mm. Mm, nice. And uh yeah, this movie is Truly an achievement. This is a fantastic movie. Jay hates this movie. He's uh, known famously for despising this <laughs> no, film no. in every way, shape. I can't believe this wasn't your number twelve. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, don't talk. You can't. Argue, you can't argue with that. Um <laughs> I, I, I won't. <laughs> the people have made their determination, and,
1: and I hate it.
3: <laughs> um. He doesn't hate it. Uh, All the same stuff that you guys said. I mean, yeah, yeah, this one earns its R rating for sure. Like, it's important to the point it's trying to make. Um, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart both have amazing performances in this. This movie makes me wish... I mean, I wish a lot of things about Apocalypse, but it makes me wish that Caliban was not in Apocalypse at all. Mm -hmm. Because... It was stupid. And him in this is great. Steven Merchant in an X Men film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so gutsy. And then Laura, the girl that played Laura, I can't remember her name right now, but she did a uh, fantastic Daphne Keen. job. Daphne Keene. Yes. Keen. yes. Good. So, um I don't know that we're ever gonna get the, to see the new Mutants movie that they supposedly made. But I want to. But, but I wish that there was a new Mutants movie made sort of after this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? With those characters like yeah. with Richter and X twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Um so While this movie is not a rip-roaring good time in any way, shape, or form.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my dad hated this movie. Really? Why did you tell me to see that? That was so depressing. Uh, (laughs) I I saw the last Wolverine movie. It wasn't like this at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This was the only X-Men movie I actually cried at. I think the closing scene where they Mm. take the the cross and turn Turn it into an X X was just a beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got really teary-eyed.
3: Yeah, I have a few little tiny squabbles with it that keep it from getting higher, but it's uh, a yeah. great movie. Um, why do you hate it? <laughs> yeah, why do I hate it? Well,
2: uh, <laughs> so, you, you'll notice that Professor X has hair now. <laughs> <laughs> that totally goes against <laughs> X-Men <laughs> Apocalypse. Exactly. Where he What's all going his on hair.
1: here? This ruins the timeline of everything. <laughs> um, so people are going to be shocked at this. I have it at number three.
2: Okay. okay, I have it at number that's three. Exactly so I you basically you it. hate it, is what I'm hearing. So
1: basically, I <laughs> cannot stand it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I. So actually, Captain Midnight. Um,
2: Let me explain that
3: really fast, just in case people don't yeah, know yeah, what's yeah. actually happening. So I
1: don't know what's happening.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. See, that's the thing. So um, Jay has been called out online before for accusing... I'm not saying this right. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he loves the 1 to 10 rating, right? Like, yeah. Like, ever since I've known him right. for over a decade, he loves to
1: rate things on a scale of I know one Scott to 10. hates it, but see, I like to quantify yeah. things, right? I like to say, I like to be able to tell you, <laughs> like, this is this is why I like this one this mm. much more. Yeah. And yeah. quantify that for people. Yeah. But I'm totally okay if you don't like to do that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I just really like to do it. Sure. But,
3: like, we used to work together...
1: At, mm-hmm. at a credit
3: union and he would say then, like, we'd be in meetings and he'd be like, okay, scale of 1 to 10, how do you guys feel about this idea? And like yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been living with that for years. <laughs> for a long time. And so, there was a, a time, a certain time, he'd call out several movies and he would say, he was like, I really like this movie. It's not perfect. i give it an 8 out of a 10. Yeah. And people would come by and like, what? <laughs> Why do you hate this movie? And it's like it's only so an funny. eight. Yeah, so exactly. he's, so we make fun of it, this? but
1: yeah. he's mm-hmm. sort of been accused of. If you don't love something, right? going to hate it. Hate and it. there's yeah. no middle ground because this is this is the um, this is so picking up on what something you said, Captain Midnight. Um, as a writer, I view all stories through a writer's lens, and there are, and there's virtually no such thing as a perfect story, yeah, right? Sure. Back but to the future. Back to the Future is awfully <laughs> close, but there are some things that that uh, that occur in stories where I go, oh, man, that movie had all the emotional notes, and I don't feel like it earned any of them, or or it didn't earn certain ones of them. And you brought it up because you said it, about three fourths of the way through, it kind of starts to
0: yeah. There's some pacing issues, and then the like, it. I think it earns the relationship with him and X twenty three really well. Yeah, those other kids feel like. Uh, a little too many cherries on top to make oh, it. Really. It's a little emotionally <clears throat> manipulative there. To and me absolutely. at that point it
3: feels like they're trying to drag it back into being like the other X-Men films. Yeah. But I think and I'm like, ends, no
0: you should have kept it away Scott from that. Men- mentioned, yeah, I think, with the X. Makes up for that in the end, but yeah, there there is that little section there that I yeah. think uh, yeah.
1: And I think, I, th- I would go so far as to say for me personally, that that's a great moment with them turning the cross into the yeah. X. But it isn't earned because of what they did with the other kids. So mm. only because okay. that's a great moment, but it feels like it, it feels like what they tried to do is they tried to go, oh no, he's a big hero. After mm. after deconstructing his character yeah. for three-fourths of the film, which is amazing filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. And amazing like everything they do with that that three-fourths of the way through, I loved. But then they hit that, they hit that last moment with the kids. And I mean, all you have to do is take out a couple things. Like he's gonna die anyways, right? Because he's he's poisoned. Take that out. Because then, when he does die, it's even more meaningful that he chooses to do it, right? Yeah. So there's just a few things in there that I'm like, as a writer, I go, ah, oh, like that. I can't get over that. I can't get past that. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not hating on. The, it's my third favorite <laughs> one.
2: It's just a few <laughs> things that are just difficult for me to get past. I I want to defend that because I mean, okay. I know you despise this movie. But <laughs> I, say, I, I like. I do like the idea that he's being poisoned by adamantium because I think thematically it's it ties into this idea that him being a weapon is yeah. what is actually like killing him and it's bad. And and, you know, and Adam, how
1: else is he?
3: No, die? no.
2: Well, actually,
1: yeah. no. So that's awesome. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. What, what I'm saying is is that when you start to poison him in that way, they, yeah. they could have solved this in a different way. But to your point about the other kids, mm. um, to Captain Midnight's point about the other kids, he, they are basically saying that he's willing to risk his life for these other kids and therefore we should see him as a hero yeah but it's not that big of a cost for him to do that at that point I get you because he's already going to die so it's not like someone who's saying like I could I could go on and live and like do something else and I could go on and live on my boat right like like Taking that out of the
2: equation... Like, it's, it's more of a sacrifice. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I get what you're saying. And if
1: they had done that just a little bit more... So the poisoning is not the worst thing. But because he's putting poison, then the other thing yeah. becomes not as impactful. So, again... I don't hate this film.
2: Uh, I put it at number 3 that, but <laughs> all I keep hearing but is hate for this I movie. Know. I just
0: remember when he kept saying over and over again, you know what movie I like more than Logan, Scary Movie 5. <laughs> 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 like when we got here, you debated yeah. us by being
2: like, "Hey guys,
3: how bad is Logan?" right? Honestly, yes. I think outside of Star Wars, <laughs> so we've never done Have we done one proper We did an episode on Logan. We did uh, no, we I don't think we've ever done an episode on Logan. And yet, despite that, outside of maybe Star
1: Wars, mm-hmm. this is probably the movie that he's talked about more on the air <laughs> than any other it's movie. Probably true. <laughs> it's probably true. Anyways, it, it comes at number 3. Uh all right, so now we get into after all my hate for Logan mm-hmm. at yeah. number 3. Now we get into uh Deadpool. Now we get two. into my hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we switch back over to Daryl's hate. Deadpool 2. What do you think, Captain Midnight?
0: I put Deadpool 2 at number 8. Mm-hmm. So below the first Deadpool, below Wolverine, right above the Last Stand.
4: Mm. Mm.
0: Uh, Deadpool Two has a competency that um, that the Last Stand <laughs> I don't think has. Mm.
4: Uh,
0: but I find Ryan Reynolds even more grating in this movie, mm-hmm. and I think what I f- something that I think's like really obnoxious about this movie is how it pats itself on the back. Uh, for for killing off um, Marina Baccarin's character, mm. like in the first act, like its whole opening credits are like really self-aggrandizing about like, can you believe we did that? It's like, <laughs> can I believe a edgy superhero killed off the superhero's love interest? Yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. believe that. Yeah. That's happened seven million times. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I I also um, really really don't like. And this is this is mean. I'm sure he's a great actor. I've heard he's great in the uh Watiti film that I haven't seen. I do not like oh, that kid in this yeah. movie. I oh, think yeah. it's a it's terrible character. Terrible. Yeah. 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 And like when I said this on the channel on my channel, people were like, Oh, you don't get it. Like he's supposed to be uh, you know, cringy or whatever. And it's like that's fine, but there wasn't really a like a narrative point to him being annoying other than that you were supposed to find it funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't. And,
3: and the whole movie is centered on the fact that you're supposed to care about that kid being saved.
0: Right. It's like, you don't,
3: he's a Uh, punk. Like (laughs)
0: let cable get him. (laughs) As for the good stuff in this movie, my, my buddy Colossus is back. I like him. Yeah. Colossus doing his thing. And I mm. like the cable performance fine. Solid, yeah. you know, Roland is good. Mm-hmm. I, I have zero passion for this movie, mm. really. So Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: it's a very, for me, it's very middle of the road. It's I have it at number seven. Mm. Um, and it is, uh, there are a lot of, uh, there are some really great moments, I think. Uh, I like when they kind of get the whole X-Force together only to kill most of them. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Um, I There's a lot of, Stuff that I didn't particularly care for. You mentioned it, Cap, about like um, killing uh, Deadpool's girlfriends as like a motivating plot factor. Same with even Cable's wife and daughter were killed as a motivating plot factor for Mm -hmm. him. And it's like the treatment of female characters as plot devices to move the story forward for the male characters. Could have just called the
3: movie Fridge Pool. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking
0: of self awareness, like the fun Deadpool way to go with that is acknowledging how hack it is to kill her off but no, they think it's like a really cool thing that they did. Right. Yeah. Like it would, yeah, you're exactly right. It would have made much more sense and would have been way
2: better if they were took a moment and were like, Hey, this is kind of weird and dumb, right? Yeah. Like, this is
3: perpetuating something that a lot yeah. of people are offended by. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I also, I, I like that they brought, uh, juggernaut back as like a uh, in a in a way that made him almost like uh, yeah,
0: he was fun. He was yeah. fun.
2: I wish the CGI was better, but again, like the budget was so low and, mm-hmm. on these movies that I, I totally get it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was just a it was a fine movie. Nothing to scream about.
0: That scene where they jump out of the plane—I forget—that's my <clears throat> favorite scene in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's
2: so good. Yeah. yeah.
3: So okay, so that's one of the two reasons that I saw the movie is I heard about that scene. So I listened to, we can basically credit Chris Hewitt and the empire podcast with making me watch this movie to begin <laughs> with. Cause I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see the first one. Didn't want to see the second one. I didn't care. And then I listened to the empire spoiler special on it. Yes. Without seeing the movie. Cause I'm, sh- I knew that would entertain me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And they talked about the scene where they jump out of the plane and you get the Brad Pitt cameo and all that stuff. That's right. I forgot
4: about that. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I
3: kind of want to see that. Um, I was intrigued by Brolin as Cable and by having Cable in a movie. But one of the reasons I was so upset about this movie coming out is because I knew, I'm like, they are not going to treat Cable the way that I would love to see Cable treated. Like, Cable is a fascinating character. And it bothered me that this is how Cable was going to come into film mm. in, as a character in this film. Mm. But I, I at least watched it. <laughs> yeah. So that put it above the other one.
1: <laughs> oh, so This at 11? This at 11. Oh, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Uh, mine is at 8. So I don't have anything new to add to this conversation. Uh, except that the last time I talked about Deadpool, all I did was criticize it. And, and, and I need to say that... I do believe that the way that they use humor and the way that they use their, some of their effects is, is very interesting and intriguing. And I think if done in the right way for the right film, um, talking about the right things, it would actually be really great. I just don't think that either of the two films get there, which is why they're kind of just sort of okay. All right. We are at our last film, the latest film to come out. Dark Phoenix, Cap, what do you think about Dark Phoenix?
0: Well, I think what sums up my feelings about Dark Phoenix is that I actually made a mistake when, when reading my last thing. Yeah. Uh, I did put Deadpool 2 at number 8, but I said, oh, it was right above The Last Stand. Completely forgetting that Last Stand was number 10, I forgot that <laughs> Dark Phoenix existed, <laughs> which is at number 9. Ah. <laughs> um, Dark Phoenix is a movie that no one will care about in now <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, doesn't, <laughs> like by the time it came out can it we
3: was, use that as the stinger to open this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the
1: best. that was awesome
0: by the time it came out it was already an afterthought like i was already making videos about like oh what would the mcu x-men be like like <laughs> right, everyone right, right. had moved on yeah uh but is that a reason to hold it against the film not necessarily if the film turned out to be really good Uh, I, what I did like is I think that this movie had a really interesting take on Professor X, that he is terrible. Yeah. Mm. And I think that if they had really leaned into that, like, his self-aggrandizement, his, his, like, like, oh, he he wants attention for being kind of, like, the, the good leader of the good mutants. And all of the stuff, everyone hated that scene with Jennifer Lawrence where, um, you know, she's like, oh, I should have called them X women People on the Internet freaked out about oh, that. Yeah. That was I that whole thing was annoying to that me. That got the that,
3: A-Force thing in Endgame off the yeah. hot seat.
0: was <laughs> w- like no one cared about that anymore. It was annoying to me that people got upset about that scene because I actually think that's like maybe clunky dialogue aside, whatever. I think that's the most interesting idea in the movie mm-hmm. is that Professor X might be kind of corrupted by wanting to see himself as this figurehead yeah. mm. and I think um, Hank later on after uh, mystique's funeral really holds his feet to the fire on yeah. that mm. and then mm. it's completely dropped from the movie and then Professor X is just completely in the right by the end of it mm. and it because the ending was totally reshot so whatever thing they originally had in mind for him probably I think got the biggest reason the for that is they
3: had scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously they couldn't use that anymore. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, and so, you know, I don't hate this movie. I actually thought the sequence on the train. I liked how it used Magneto's powers. Like Magneto on a train is a fun idea.
2: Yeah. It's really cool. That is actually my favorite like uh, action sequence of that movie of that movie is is he there's some really cool choreography with his powers in that fight sequence. I yeah. think it's
0: great. Yeah, I uh, you know, I didn't hate this one. It's just I don't know. It wasn't terrible like Apocalypse. It wasn't good. Nightcrawler was so boring in it, mm-hmm. and uh, that was sad. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's X Men. Dark Phoenix. Is it yeah. even called X-Men? No, dark no X-Men. it's just Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, weird. It's, if you have um, Dark
3: in the name of your movie, then you don't need the pre-thing. Like, oh you can just man. be the Dark Knight. You don't or have to be Batman, the Dark Knight. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Disney was like, let's not taint the X-Men name anymore. You can't use it. yeah powers now.
2: Uh, so I did absolutely hate this movie. I thought it was garbage. It is my <laughs> number 11. Oh. Um, I I thought... Well, so I, I guess I'm a little biased because I had just recently made a video about um, the Dark Phoenix comic in the original storyline, yeah, and yeah. I really, really loved it. It's a good video, by the way. I thank you so much. Um, it's overly long. It's like nearly 40 minutes <laughs> long. But well, I
3: watched the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah thank me you. too.
2: It was good. <laughs> thank you. Um, but I, I love... The, the original comic story and I'm so sad that in two movies in we've not been able to do it justice and I'm not one of those people who needs it to be exactly like the comics you can make it you can just take the same themes you can change it around as much as you want but I don't think anything has gotten really the heart of the this story um, especially in the way that I, I thought Sophie Turner's acting in a lot of scenes were, was actually really good the way that she felt like really conflicted by her powers and, and like emotionally distraught by everything I thought that was fantastic but um, but the the whole, I just didn't care. I could not tell you the name of the villain. Like, at least X-Men Apocalypse. I know the villain's name is Apocalypse. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. yeah with, did the villain have a name? It, it She did, but it was only spoken, like, once in a caption because they were doing their alien language. So oh. that made me feel like
0: they changed it in post. Yeah, so. they changed yeah. everything about that. Ca- I don't think yeah. Jessica Chastain, by the time it came out, knew what, yeah. character she was playing because they had they yeah. had shot apparently they had reshot so much that none of the actors actually knew what the ending actually was until they saw the movie yeah which was probably not a fun experience no. For <laughs> <laughs> right no right. no yeah. her name was vuk. vuk vuk a classic we all
2: oh, love the vuk. uk yeah.
0: vuk. classic good vuk good on you everyone's uh, X-Men rankings it's it's just so cliche it's always Wolverine Magneto Vuk it's yeah like, <laughs> like I get it we love Vuk yeah.
2: oh I mean it's fine it's fine time we got a movie about so Wolverine good. unbelievable <laughs> yeah no I, I just I just don't think this movie tackled the themes of of Dark Phoenix well the, obviously the biggest themes of Dark Phoenix would be like you know can anyone be, uh, can anyone have that much power and still be good and mm. the answer of Dark Phoenix is no um, um and and i think ultimately jean grey does like use her powers for good in like a sacrificial like you know like i'm going to just do as much good as i can and then go up and kind of like sacrifice myself sort of thing in the comics though she she realizes that she can't control her powers at all she can't do that all there's always going to be progression from her being good to being evil mm. and so she kills herself not she kills herself to save people from herself, not to mm-hmm. save people from these aliens. and And so I don't know. i I wish we would have seen a little bit more of those themes mm. in any of these, either of these two movies. But I think Dark Phoenix is just so boring. There's an action sequence where the entire thing is everyone trying to cross a street. That is <laughs> what's happening. They're trying to get to the house that Jean is in and it's just a street. Oh, they're on the other side of the street and it takes like 15 minutes to cross a street. And it's just, uh, it was
0: the, the version of that in Toy Story two. Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Here, Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Daryl. Okay, I went to see this movie with my friend Scott. Sorry, I have another friend named Scott. Don't be offended. Yeah, don't be offended. And uh, I went to see it out of a sense of um, obligation, I would say, Sure. because I knew we were going to talk about it yeah. on the show. <laughs> right, right, right. So I told Scott, I'm like, I have to see this movie. Do you want to go see it with me? He's like, Yeah, sure. So we went and saw it, and for about the first twenty minutes of the movie. I'm sitting there going, I'm really enjoying this, yeah, but same. I don't want to say anything <laughs> to Scott because I'm afraid I'm going to jinx it and it's going to turn to crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, it never turned to crap.
2: Really? Oh. I
3: enjoyed it. I have it at number four.
2: Wow. wow. <clears throat>
3: okay. Um, now, I'll throw a few caveats out there. Um, yes, the villain is pointless. Yeah. Yes, it's clear that um, production... Uh, production woes had a huge impact on this story. Mm -hmm. It ends up... You can tell that it's a much smaller story than they wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed that there was no global level... Battle totally in the end of this film, that, yeah. like I enjoyed the small fight in the field mm. when the only real threat was a whole a giant forest fire yeah, or something. I, I you think know.
2: for for me because I like I was saying like um, somebody was saying to me on Twitter that they wish that this movie had been like this big space adventure like the comics and I'm like no, no that's fu- I actually like that I'm with yeah. you I like that it was small scale I my issue is more just I don't think it captured the themes of the comics
3: definitely definitely I completely agree with that yeah. it failed miserably at that yeah. I think I'm just okay with that.
2: Yeah. Okay. You know,
3: I'm okay that they gave us something different. I went into it thinking I'm just gonna watch this as a movie, not even as a comic book movie, Mm -hmm. not even as an X-Men movie, Mm -hmm. but just as a movie. Yeah. And and I don't feel like I even needed that caveat. Like I feel like I just really enjoyed it. I think um, there are a couple of scenes in this movie. I think you were talking about one of them where um, Fast McAvoy delivers Oscar worthy. Performances, yeah. Really? The scene, and this is the scene I was telling you about, mm-hmm. the scene where he is in the room with Charles, I mean with uh, Beast, mm-hmm. and Hank is pleading with him. He's yeah, like, around the just admit table. you were wrong. Like, yeah. please, just admit it.
2: I did like that. Like, yeah. I
3: love that scene. I love it so much. I love the idea that they were sort of trying to switch Charles and Eric in this movie and make Charles... Mm. The Mm -hmm. villain and Eric the hero. I think they should have leaned into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Scott, is your uh, hated use of the f word in this movie?
2: Oh, it is. Yeah, I love it. I thought I love it. it I'm
3: like, really? I'm like, yeah. They give. Finally, they give Scott some balls. I'm like, oh. finally, he gets to do something tough, you oh. know? I
0: thought that was, fu- I thought, I yeah. mean, at that point, I was just consigned to what the movie is. And it's like, hey, this has a little life in it again. Okay, yeah. I almost fun.
3: wanted to stand up and clap. I really? was so happy. Stand up and clap. I, wow. I
2: don't mind him using it. I just wish the line was better. Or, like, I don't know, like the, it didn't, that situation, it felt like so out of nowhere that he was just like, mm, yes. yeah. yeah, I don't uh. know. So,
1: I have it at number four also. Oh. oh wow! Okay, but, but let me let me let me say this: this is where expectations come in, right? Logan um, is at three, and it is by far a better film. Logan had the best trailer, one of the best trailers of all time. Man of Steel and Logan had phenomenal trailers. Logan is a just a great trailer.
3: Yeah, um, the trailer for Logan
1: is almost better than the actual movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, in some in some in some regards, yes, and so. This movie, I went into it going, it doesn't matter, <laughs> like it's gonna be forgotten. My expectations just tanked, um, but loved Sophie Turner, loved her performance, um, loved the performances. Like, like I, I turned to my wife after we had seen it, and I go, dude, Fassbender is one of the only actors I know that would put that level of like like uh when he's wrestling with the helicopters he's mm-hmm. one of the only people that i would know that would put that level of angst and uh, uh, and uh effort into doing a cg helicopter scene mm-hmm. in a movie like this like it's just ridiculous so i know it's not a perfect film for sure but i think it was more about my low expectations and being like wow i was really entertained and there's some and by the way i also think that uh It makes for a really weird timeline to kill off Mystique, but at the same time, I was getting so tired of that character, and I think Jennifer Mm -hmm. Lawrence was getting so tired of that character that it just felt like, let's wrap that up, okay, good. Um, So it's, it's, I think that for me, after the first three films I listed, there is like almost like a giant chasm before you get to the number four. Yeah. Because um, First Class, Logan, and Days of Future Past are so good that I feel like there's a separation between all the ones that kind of come into the middle, and then there's the separation to all the ones that are definitely in the bottom. And I can see why people would put this one in the bottom, but there was so much hate on it. I don't know if my ranking will be the same. You know, ten years from now, I might watch it again and go, "Oh yeah, look at all those problems I did not yeah. see those problems the first time through." Yeah. And I think maybe I was blind to those problems because I had such low expectations. But we'll see. I put yeah. it in number four for it. So now.
3: that so ten years from now, all four of us will gather back up together. And that's do right. It. Yeah. <laughs> put it that's in right. the calendar. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right.
1: <laughs> cool. So um, before we close it out, Daryl, we want to give us the ranking.
3: Okay, uh, coming in. So the way I did this is just a basic point system. There's twelve films, so. If someone put something at number one, it got 12 points, number two, 11 points, so on and so forth. Gotcha, gotcha. And then tabulated it all up. So uh, at number 12, the worst X-Men film, according to the Story Geeks officially, is X-Men Apocalypse. Mm. Sounds right. Put a stamp on that. With only seven points. Okay. Um, Number number 11, with 13 points, is X-Men The Last Stand.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: Um, Number 10, sort of, with 18 points, is Deadpool 2. Okay. Okay. Number nine. The internet would not be
2: happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) no, no, no.
3: (laughs) The internet has revolted already. We (laughs) can hear it. Number nine, sort of, also with 18 points, is X-Men Origins Wolverine. Okay. Number eight with 23 points is The Wolverine. All right. Mm -hmm. Number seven with 24
1: points is Dark Phoenix. Okay. Wow.
3: Number six (laughs) with 20. By by the
1: way, caveat, I've never read the comics, and I'm positive. You should. Fair enough.
3: You should. Yeah. Uh, number six with 29 points is X-Men, the original film. Okay. Number five with 31 top points. Top five now. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, top yeah, five. Yeah, top five. So number five with 31 points, X2, X-Men United. All right. All right. Gotcha. X-Men Days of Future Past, three. Ah. Okay. Number two with 43 points is Logan. Nice. And All number right. one with 44 points is X-Men First Class.
1: Uh, okay. I can get behind. I can get behind that. I can get behind that.
2: No, I think my list is right. <laughs> um.
1: Objectively speaking, Scott's list is right. But <laughs> I can get behind this one. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> so why don't you guys... Uh, that was First of all, that was super fun. So yeah, thank yeah, you I for joining us. That was awesome. Why don't you guys uh, give the shout-outs to your channels one last time before we close this out?
0: Okay, cool. Well. Uh, yeah, so you can find me at just... Captain Midnight um, I post ev- a video every Thursday nice and you can find me on Twitter at Midnight Cap nice
2: fantastic uh, yeah so you can find my YouTube channel it's just called NerdSync N-E-R-D-S-Y-N-C uh, it's you can also follow me on Twitter for just at NerdSync as well it's a good time or I have a personal Twitter that has spicier takes uh, which is <laughs> which is just my name at Scott Nice Wander Perfect. Definitely go follow these guys. As you can
1: hear from this podcast, super knowledgeable about comics and movies. Uh, And if you like the Story Geeks content, you will love their content for sure. Um, Definitely an endorsement from me. Well, that's it for today's show. Special thanks again to Scott Nicewander from NerdSync and Captain Midnight for joining us. This was episode number four in our X-Men series. Check out last week's episode on Days of Future Past. And coming up next week, Dark phoenix subscribe on your preferred podcast provider to make sure you don't miss any upcoming shows if you enjoy the story geeks podcast please share our show with a geek friend or review the story geeks podcast on apple podcasts on today's aftercast don't forget you can listen to our entire unedited two-hour extravaganza ranking every single x-men movie yeah you didn't hear all of the content you heard most of the content but not all the content if you want to hear that go check it out for more information on our aftercasts And all of our other premium content, head over to thestorygeeks.com. Thanks for listening in, and as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories, and always seek the truth. Special thanks again to these amazing people who, by the way, do have access to that entire two-hour unedited podcast from today. They help us produce the Story Geeks podcast by supporting us on Patreon. Anthony Holder, Adam Vargas, Bob Sherfield, Brianna, Bryce Cox, Connie Moe, Jessica Pritchett, Jim and Mary Baldwin, Joshua Beckham, Jeremy and Kimberly Lujo, Julian Armstrong, Monty Thigpin, brand new supporter Nathan Miller, Nick Prokop, Ray DeLeon, brand new supporter Rondell Dobard, Samuel Peloquine and Wade Johnson. To gain access to our aftercast and unlock more Patreon rewards, or just to support the show, please head over to thestorygeeks.com for more information.